0: Hello, and welcome to the More Mindful Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. I am a master's qualified counsellor and psychotherapist based here in South Australia. My purpose is to help as many people as possible to live a more rich and meaningful life with less stress and anxiety. I'm so grateful for you to join me. How do we turn our passion into our business? How do we make money from the things that we love doing? Is it possible to do something different to the norm and make a career out of it? How do we find magic in what we do? Well, in today's episode, we talk to businessman and comedy magician, Scott Stuns about what it takes to get more magic and meaning out of your life. Scott is a professional magician who has performed on national TV and radio, and is an absolute pleasure to talk to. So once again, thanks for joining me. Let's get more mindful about this important life lesson. Obviously. People in the magic area know what a comedy magician is, Mm -hmm. Uh, but the average person probably doesn't. So, what's a comedy magician, Scott?
1: Yeah. In short, uh, it's someone that does comedy magic. (laughs) I guess like, well, so you obviously get these uh, serious magicians. You know, you've got like uh, the David Blaines, the David Copperfields. Actually, a lot of David's in magic, actually. <laughs> the successful ones. Anyway, and then there's me. Um, and, you know, they do all these serious sort of things, um, which is great. Um, comedy just comedy magicians just do a whole bunch of, um, you know, sight gags and things like that as well. Uh, not necessarily paying the audience out. Good ones actually pay themselves out and take, you know, the mickey out of them. So that's kind of, yeah, what a comedy magician is. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. I'd imagine, would that come with a lot of, Difficulties, I suppose any performing on stage does with like hecklers. Mm -hmm. Does it make it? Do you reckon more difficult to deal with hecklers and stuff Um, like that, or a bit easier because you've got that actually
1: actual leeway of having that banter with the audience? Yeah, uh, so it definitely opens up, you know, the opportunity for hecklers to. Um, heckle because as soon as they know that you're a comedy magician or they, you know having a laugh and that hmm. hecklers kind of loosen up and then they start you know heckling away so uh yes so again yeah so it's easy to deal with them because you know you're on you know you're kind of you know your mind's sort of racing a million miles an hour you're kind of on the ball a little bit more um you're in that zone so yeah if someone does, does heckle you then you know you can throw something back at them or in most cases, as sort of, in a joke, not something physical. Uh, no. Yeah, well, yeah. depending on who it is, and <laughs> what they say. Um, but yeah, like um, yeah, you, you're in that sort of zone. And you can you know deal with the heckler. Sometimes I don't. Um, if I've got a microphone or whatever, um, you know, you can talk louder, and you know, the heckler just kind of um, dies down a little bit. Mm. Uh, I, I remember <clears throat> I used to perform a lot in the comedy clubs uh, here in Adelaide. There was one in the city uh called the comics comedy cellar so every friday saturday night i perform there um this one night i just came out <clears throat> and uh not came out but uh, i walked down on stage <laughs> and i and there's this guy in the front row and he was just going like the whole whole thing this you know just yelling at him like just being a dick basically um but i just kept going and going and going anyway at the end of the show at the end of the night um was walking out of the venue and he came up. He came up to me and goes, "You, you are amazing. You were so funny. Um, I tried to heckle you, but you were so loud with the microphone. Because every time you was saying something, I just got louder and louder and louder. So he just basically sat back and um, and enjoyed the um, enjoyed my act. So yeah, thanks. fantastic. Yeah. What a good outcome. It was. Yeah, yeah it's great. I loved yeah. it. So um, yeah. So I don't just have a heckle lines. So I can you know just talk louder and um, yeah. Very professional. Good Thank job. you. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not something we've really experienced
0: too much with Ozolution either, mm-hmm. is it? Um, so, for those of you that don't know, Ozolution is the duo that Scott and I perform mm-hmm. in um, on stage yeah. doing magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't really had many hecklers in that area, have we?
1: No, and I think, again, like it's the type of show that it is. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's that sort of 1920s elegant sort of thing. So you're not going to get people coming in and heckling us yeah. so much. Um, you know, we might have the one... One or two per. It's had a bit team. too much to drink. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adelaide fringe. Um, <coughs> um, but yeah, like so that show is designed to not sort of be heckled at Sort of, mm. if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. So I guess what I, uh
0: some of our audience might be really interested to hear is what got you into magic? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the money, the fame, the fortune. Uh, <laughs> so I'll tell you how it started. Um, I. Uh, I grew up in a small country town, um, it's about three hours from Adelaide three and a half hours, depending on how fast you drive, uh, called Peterborough, and I had a friend there who uh, borrowed a book from the library, and the library, the public library was actually the high school library as well, so it was all joined um, in in one, and there was one magic book there, actually no, there was two, there was one called Tricks and Teasers to Fool Your Friends, something like that, it had like bar bets, or well, not bar bets, but like, you know, little and things, you know, you can try and do, like, um, and uh, and then there was a magic book there as well, so he borrowed both of those, and we just started reading them, and, you know, started doing a a routine, and I kind of guess, you know, I was about eight years old, so I kind of guess, you know, from now, I was just bitten by that magic bug, and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just you know, continue. I, you know, I studied that book as well, that magic book, and I kept re-borrowing because oh, okay. um, obviously it was a small country town. People knew I was a magician; they wanted to find out how I did these tricks. I kept mm-hmm. re-borrowing the book, so no Very one, smart. So no one could go there and and figure it all out. Um, <clears throat> so. Yeah, so basically, uh, from there, I then moved to Adelaide, and, you know, I just continued. It was just one of those things that I just kept doing. Um, You know, some people, you know, they do skating or whatever, you know, play video games or whatever. Um, This thing, you know, I just kept, magic, I just kept doing. I just loved, you know, all the sort of stuff that there was. And then I bought, like, all these magic kits, so many magic kits. Um, And And you've got your own magic kit as well, don't you? I do, yeah, yep, so... Um, I put one together and um, ordered like I don't know a hundred of those, and I've only got one left, and that's my little souvenir one. So, um, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was bitten by the bug, and I just loved everything about it, and uh, just you know, just something that stayed with me. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. So, was there somebody that inspired you to get into magic, or was it just you happened
1: to come across this book? Just, yeah, basically, happened to come across this book, and at that time, I didn't know anything. I didn't really know what a magician was uh, I didn't know any magicians um, you know in the book there wasn't any sort of description about you know this magician or that magician or you know so that there was no mention about David Copperfield or um, you know Harry Houdini or anything like that um, as I said I was about 8 years old it probably wasn't until I was about I don't know 11 or maybe, well, maybe 10 I reckon um, that I started realising oh you know there's other bigger magicians out there I was just kind of Honed in on the, the stuff that I was borrowing, like the magic book and the magic kits, and kind of not um, watching other magicians and getting influenced by them. I was just you know because I was I wasn't aware of them. But um, obviously YouTube wasn't mm. back then, so I couldn't just jump on YouTube. Um, so uh, yeah, that's um, so there's no inspiration at the beginning. Um, it was just all sort of from the books and the um, and the magic kits. Yeah, it has it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. So how long have you been doing it now?
1: Uh, a long time. A long time? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you're 25? Uh, about that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus GST.
0: <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Um. So, who's been your biggest inspiration so far? Well, obviously, you didn't know any about any other magicians when you first started, but mm-hmm. now, who would you say is your biggest influence? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, ja- uh, this guy called Jace Wonders. He's... Uh, oh, who's he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, I've had a lot of influences. Uh, obviously, you know, when Mouse- I started and when I found out obviously Harry Houdini was the first one um, you know as time went on I kind of liked uh, you know not so much magicians but other kind of performers uh, obviously Charlie Chaplin and his comedy sort of um, style um, and uh, yeah now I'm probably looking at like you know my influences are kind of like a lot of marketers and things like mm. that as well so um, not so much magicians. Um, it's more like yeah, like marketing people and things like that, like big speakers and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm curious as well. What got you into comedy magic instead of serious
0: magic? Like, <laughs> what made you choose that <laughs> avenue out of other ones? Obviously, um, know, in magic, there's so many different yeah.
1: fields you can go down. Like,
0: absolutely. Um, yep. Why comedy magic?
1: So when I was performing, uh, when I first started, I was just, you know, being a typical <coughs> serious magician, you know, um, I started performing in comedy clubs. I never took on the whole, you know, blue kind of comedy that you see, in the, you know, these comedians fire out people. Um, but I kind of was performing there and I was throwing in, you know, some jokes and things like that as well. But I wanted to kind of step away from comedy magic. I kind of wanted to be that whole serious um, person. And... So I tried it. So at gigs I was booked at, I tried to do these serious magic tricks. But no matter what I did, I it just, something funny would happen. So like I would say something, like something in my mind would just like tick and I would just like say something funny. Although it was meant to be a serious magic trick, um, like one of my pet routines is a fork bending routine. And I yes. try and a very good routine as well. But you've seen it, yeah, yeah. Um, so when I first started, that I was like you know that mysterious person. You know, I'm bending this fork. You know, da, da, da. as it went on, you know, I just I just had these jokes that came through. You know, like the forks bending. You know, it's really hot right now. It's um, you know, um, it's you know leaving a third degree burn. But I've learnt to go in with the paint You know, things like you know that I've thrown into there. Um, when you see the routine, you you know hmm. what I'm talking about, but. Um, yeah, so, you know, so I tried to be this serious magician, but every time I was doing that, it kind of, I just had this comedy side just come out, you know, I just had to say, or, yeah, I just, all these things just kind of sort of came out, you know, which made the act funny, so which kind of led me to believe, I'm not cut out for serious magic, I just have to throw, I have to throw something in, you know, and I I have tried, you know, I've, I've been a comedy magician for a while, but I have tried when I first started, even up till recently, I've tried to do a serious act. Um, I was booked to do a comedy night um, in the city. There's a comedy um, uh, thing at this pub called Cranker Comedy. I don't know mm-hmm. if we can plug that. But absolutely, by I all mean. Cranker Comedy in Adelaide. And the guy that uh, books me, um, he's a great friend, um, and uh, he said, right, can you come do a spot, a uh, five-minute spot? I said, yep, that's fine. I got there on the night, and I said to him, look, I've got this routine. Um, I know this is a comedy show, but this 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 trick is not funny at all. And I said to him, it's not funny. And he was going to have me open the show because he knew, you know, I can get the crowd going and all that sort of stuff. And I said to him, look, um, I can't... Um, this I can't open the show because this trick is not funny at all. So he goes, all right, fine. I'll put you in the middle of the show. Hmm. So he got this other comedian to go on. And I'm set... Like, I'm set in my mind. I'm like, this is going to be a 100% serious trick. There's no, nothing... There's no no funny business about it whatsoever. So I go on stage and um, the first thing, comedy mind kicks in. I do this applause cue thing that gets the crowd going, you know, clapping and everything. Um, then I go straight into this trick and it is the, you know, the best five minutes of comedy magic I've ever... Yeah, this whole trick, I had this... I don't know what it was. It, it, you know, I was meant to do a serious trick. I said to everyone, you know, it's not meant to be fu- uh, funny. It's meant to be serious. This five minutes um, was just hilarious, and I wish I filmed it because it was so funny. Um, yeah. So. What's
0: the routine if you don't mind me asking? Like, well, you've uh, well, got
1: some and what? Yeah. So I've got a business card, um, and someone draws a picture on my business card, and they hold on to it, and then I draw a picture on my business card. I hold on to it they switch places. Oh the, 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 the drawings. So wow, cool. um yeah, um that used to be an actual standard routine, um, with cards, people do all the cards. Mm. But again, as I, you you're saying earlier, my influencers were like, you know, marketers and things like that, so I've got a marketing sort of mind now. Um, ah, so you're using the business cards. Business cards, yes. Yeah. Very clever. So um in my close up walk around set, if you hire me to do close up magic, um, you know, you'll see me you do some card tricks but um, a lot of things you'll see me do with business cards. So I can, you know, do a trick with a business card, give it to them, and they'll remember that. So Yeah, that is, that is fantastic. That's yeah. a re- very clever idea and yeah. make a fantastic uh, yeah. souvenir for them to take home as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. And a few people, you know, see me or message me and they still say that they've got, you know, this business card or... Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just a great souvenir. For them.
0: So as a magician, <laughs> it's very important to be flexible, isn't it? Hmm?
1: Like, not physically,
0: but as in with... Uh, well, it depends what magic you do, I suppose. One <laughs> well, of the least <laughs> flexible person ever, but it's very important to kind of be able to move with when you're faced with challenges. Like you were saying about that comedy routine that you started off to be serious, but you went with it. Mm. So it's really important to have that flexibility with your performance, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you say
1: that's correct? So? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the key for this job is, uh, yeah, you have to be flexible. Um, you not um because you might go in to a show with a set routine like what you're going to be doing things might change you know um you might go to a venue like the show might change you know you might find that there you know the audience um you've got a set routine but like the audience uh might be you know uh actually I'll go back a second because my opening, Absolutely. my opening thing, my opening routines, um, kind of set the scene, and it kind of allows me to see what kind of audience I have. So if I get, um, if I go on stage and I do these, you know, audience testing routines, and I find that the audience is not going to be, because um, I do this thing with an egg whisk, right? Mm. Um, and uh, if I see that the audience isn't going to, from these two opening routines, and they're not going to really go with it, then I have to kind of like, you know, change things up and, and all that. So, you know, being flexible in that case, you know, you've got to do that. Even when you get to a venue, you know, they might say that they've got a stage and a sound system, whatever, all set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then you get there and, you know, none of that's there or something else. Yeah, you've got to kind of like adapt and, yeah. Um, yeah, work with what, with what you've got, I think. So, yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah. And what would you say is the most rewarding part about your job? Uh, The paycheck. (laughs) The paycheck at the end of the gig. No, I mean, that aside, yeah, look, that's fine. But um, I think the rewarding thing for me is when I've finished a show, just the people that booked me, um, more important, you know, mainly... Um, coming up to me and saying, what a great show, you know, their guests loved it because at the end of the day it makes them look good. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm just there, you know, the show is not really all about me, it's about, you know, making their event look good. So, I, I love, you know, that's the most rewarding thing, you know, love hearing the people that book me. I mean, I hear it all the time from, you know, the guests at the event as well, you know, it's so amazing and all that sort of stuff Um, and it's great to hear that as well. Um, But, uh, yeah, when the, When the person that books me, because they they put a lot of trust in me, and they've got to make sure that what they're getting is first worth what they're paying and it's going to be suitable for that audience. Mm. Because most people say, Oh, you know, look, we've had a comedian in the past and they were just tearing the audience apart, you know. So, um, I don't do that obviously, I don't do stand up comedy, but um, I mix it in with magic, so um, when they They've seen my show, they come up to me at the end they go, that's fantastic, we'll, we'll love to have you again. So that's, you know, hearing that, that's that's better than any paycheck, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Really
0: is seeing that yeah. spark in people's eyes.
1: Yeah, and yeah. Just recreating that <laughs> magical moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely the most rewarding thing. Um, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Good. And what's been the greatest
1: accomplishment for you so far, or a few? You might have a few of them. I've got so many, yeah. Um, the biggest thing for me would be... Uh, Leaving my 9-to-5. As I said, a lot of people are sitting there watching this and going, like, you know, they know that they're doing a 9-to-5 job. They don't really like They want to go out and do something, you know. And uh, for me, that was that was me for a long time. I was sitting there, you know, draining going to work. Um, the people I work with are fantastic, but, you know, it's just a job, you know. It wasn't what I really wanted to do. Um, but, yeah, definitely um, leaving that, the 9-to-5 to, mm. to focus more on this yeah yeah and when you can make money out of doing something that you love doing it's just it's so amazing isn't it wait you make money from this i've been doing these for free (laughs) for the exposure the exposure yes
0: uh um so on that what's the most rewarding part about being a business owner
1: so running your own business as a magician yeah um so, the best thing running my own business is um, I've got more freedom now to essentially, it sounds so cliche, but like work when I want, mm. you know, when I want. So, I've got a family as well, so a wife and a daughter. So, um, you know, I'm home more spending time with, mm. with them. So, um, knowing that I can wake up at, you know, whatever time and, you know, I can send out a few emails and, you know, spend time with my daughter and, you know, go to the playground, whatever. Um, that's, um, yeah, that's uh, definitely yeah, the most rewarding, rewarding thing, yeah, Fantastic. as a business owner, yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, Scott, how do you manage the day-to-day stresses? Because there, there's a lot with running your own business. How do you manage the day-to-day stresses of running your own business? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, for me, um, as a business owner, there's a lot of things that I've now got to do. Um, Obviously, book work and all that sort of boring Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I think the best thing for me is each day um, planning what I'm going to be doing that day. So, if I know, first off, i have got to go over to Jason's house and do an interview or whatever or rehearse for our show... Um, you know, I, I just sort of plan my day. So, you know, things just sort of flow nicely, you know, from one thing to another. Um, yeah, that's, Mm. that's kind of just being organized really. Yeah. Yeah. So that whole forward planning and scheduling. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you don't have to write it down. Um, you can if you want, but, um, for me, I just kind of know what I need to do. So, um, you know, as I do it, I just, you know, delete it from my memory and, uh, yeah, kind of mentally tick it off. Tick it off. Yeah, and with it feels Checklist. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, with that as well, like if you got, uh, actually, I'll save I'll save what I was going to say for, because you might ask me later. 'Cause I've got a very good tip for um, if you are creating a checklist. But oh, I mean, cool has it? No, absolutely we'll get to that afterwards. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just remind
0: me if I do forget. <laughs> yeah, Actually, I had a really good thing I wanted to tell everyone. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't let me cut you off without saying it.
1: <laughs> That's right. Um I, I might even just slip it in somewhere. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: um it's interesting what you were saying before about you do have to do the marketing and the bookwork and stuff, because yeah, it doesn't matter really what your business is. Mm. Um when you a lot of people don't realise that mm. those people that run their own businesses mm-hmm. They're not just doing the magic, mm-hmm. or they're not just doing the yeah. counselling. Yeah, they are. When you become a mm-hmm. sole proprietor in business, mm-hmm. you're not just the title. You're also yeah. the PR rep, the mm-hmm. marketing guru, yeah. the secretary, Absolutely. the accountant. You're doing yeah. all of that stuff. So yeah. that's why it's so important to yeah, as you mm-hmm. said, have these things in place. So you yeah. know, today I'm doing paperwork. Yeah, it's a it's not the best part of the job but yeah. today is my paperwork day because yeah. um, when you're first starting up <laughs> you, you are, you're doing all those things you've got multiple hacks you have to try and work yeah. so yeah. it is important to have those um,
1: strategies in place so you can manage it all. Absolutely. You know, um, I was busy when I was working a 9 to 5 job you know, coming home doing all this sort of stuff <laughs> and then, you know, doing shows and I thought, you know, um, when I... the nine to five you know i'm gonna you know um it's gonna be less sort of stuff that i have to do but yeah there's a lot more stuff you have to do um being a business owner um you know yeah like the paperwork the invoicing the marketing um the thing for me is i kind of like all that sort of stuff yeah i love marketing like i've got a bookshelf at home and it's like um one of the shelves are just like filled with magic marketing specific books so like you know how to you know raise your income how to. Um, get into the, you know, uh, daycare shows or nursing home shows or corporate market or whatever. And, um, that's, I really love that sort of stuff so, um, you know, you've got to love it, you know, that's, uh, and for me that's um, just, uh, yeah. Yeah, because you've got quite a good
0: bit of knowledge on that kind of marketing for magic, don't you? Because you have been studying it a fair bit and obviously you have to to be able to do it as your business. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So you're quite uh, you're a bit of a business coach in that sense, aren't you? I guess so. I guess <laughs> some, some,
1: some may say <laughs> business coaching by Scott <laughs> Um
0: So what's been one of the biggest challenges
1: you faced So with business in particular? In the beginning, starting running this business, um, was actually my challenge was being organised. Um, I had so many ideas that I was just like, doing this, doing that, doing mm. this, and that, you know, it was just like, Oh my God, I've got to do it. Cause now I've, I don't have that regular income. I've got to now make an, another income. Mm. Um, so you know, I'm just going, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. But so getting everything organized, um, cause I had so many ideas, so many marketing ideas, so many show opportunities I wanted to do, but you know, I just had to really stop, take, five seconds and go and just start writing stuff down so mm. I had a sort of a game plan um, yeah going into that so yeah mm. being organised was a pretty big challenge in the beginning yeah
0: yeah because easy when, not easy but it is probably one of the difficult parts of when you start a business and if you are creative like mm. um, like, like we are as well mm. you do start to have these ideas that just kind of snowball mm. and oh I can do that and then mm. oh that means yeah. I could, that leads to this mm. and I could also be doing this so you've yeah. got like kind of Mm-hmm. Your hand in six different pots mm. uh, so to speak it's like yeah. you've got all these different avenues you want to go down yeah. Yeah. Um, and it can become very daunting and overwhelming yeah. 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 Um, yeah. and as a result you might end up yeah. not pursuing any of them because you're constantly yeah. changing your mind So yeah. whereas if you write them down you've then as you said you've got yeah. that game plan that's something to reflect on and go okay this week I'm yeah. going to focus on yeah. um, primary school bookings mm-hmm. or this week I'm going to focus yeah. on corporate bookings yeah. And yeah. you've got that strategy and,
1: place uh, absolutely and i think that's the i think you're right you know um what you said that's why a lot of people don't go into the. you know pursue what they want to do because they do get overwhelmed with like all the stuff that they need to do so even if you just you know sell candles for example mm. you know you think oh, i'm gonna leave my nine-to-five job to go sell candles but then when you start thinking about it more there's like all this stuff you've got to do you got to find like all these markets where you've got to where you can go and have a stool. Then you've got to find, like, you know, you've got to create business pages, you got to do all this sort of stuff. It gets overwhelming, but, you know, what I say is just, it's good to have all these ideas coming in, mm-hmm. um, but write them down, you know. Um, write down your ideas of what you want to do. Like, on my wall in my office at home, I've got, um, uh, like, a yearly business plan, um, and I look at it every day, and it's got essentially what I want to accomplish in this year so at the top I've got like a money amount that I want to accomplish um then I've got like all this other stuff that you know I want to accomplish as well so um that's taking a lot of stress off of that um and uh yeah when I'm up to that bit you know I've got a little folder or something with you know stuff so like say corporate markets for example um I've got a folder with um you know uh corporate bookings, um, what type of corporate events, like Christmas shows, mid-year mm. parties, trade shows, that sort of stuff, and how I'm gonna market to each one of those, so I can, yeah, get get to that, and it's a lot easier, a lot more organized. Yeah.
0: So like having a visual representation of mm. your goals in a sense
1: mm. that's easy accessible and some yeah. way somewhere where you see it every day, yep. that's kind Absolutely. of what you're saying? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So my yearly business plan is on my wall, those folders are just kind of, um, tucked away because obviously they don't need to be out everywhere, mm. but um, but yeah, the, having that just, and it's a very basic yearly business plan, um, you know, a lot of people write five year business plans, three year mm. business plans, very rarely do people write yearly business plans, and mm. I think um, that's kind of what you need to, to do as well. Mm. So Scott, how did you turn your passion into a
0: full time job? So what were the steps you took, what was, how did you, how did you get to where you are today? How did you do it? I could say that. I'm sure that's something that so many people out there that are wanting to start their own business
1: mm-hmm.
0: are so afraid to do. So mm. how did you do it? How did you take that leap of faith?
1: Yeah. Well, I think I I think I, I guess I kind of summed some it up some of it up in the other questions. Mm. Um you know, I just I think I was in a position where well I don't think, I know I was in a position where, um, I was comfortable, I could do it. I just, um, I, I did drama in high school and the one, I guess the one thing that kind of stood out for me was what my drama teacher said, um, to the class, um, was, and he said essentially... You have to take a risk now he was he was um explaining this more so when you're on stage and you're doing a show and something happens or whatever you're just going to take a risk like maybe it's a a scripted show but something happens you just and you've got to say something else Mm -hmm. um he was kind of explaining all this sort of aspect but i kind of took it as as more of a you know um from a business point of view as it was so um i was sitting at this nine to five job and i And, you know, his, his words have always been stuck in my head, um, and, uh, and this one day he just, I just heard it, like, clearly, and it just came through, like, he was standing right next to me, and he said, just take a risk, because I was sitting there going, I really don't want to do this job anymore, I'm, like, so, like, depressed, because, you know, it's, I've got to drag my feet to this job, um, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere where I want to be in life, um and like just then it was like take a risk like just it was like right there and um it was kind of that whole you know holy yeah there he is you know um and and that's what i did so uh, you know i for years i was thinking about how i'm going to do all this how i'm going to make my career in magic a success um and it was just, you know, putting all that stuff into place. You know, you know, I already had business cards, you know, they'll say, Do you get business cards or get a Facebook page, do all this all, all or that? Um, you know, I had other things I wanted to do. Um, I came from a telemarketing background. I was one of those people that rang you up, sold you things you didn't want with money you didn't have. Yes. Um <laughs> and so I kinda had that um ambition. So now like for booking some of my shows, I just um call up, whatever, and I'll just say, hey, my name's Scott Sons, I'm a comedy magician, who books your entertainment for your corporate event? And that's just ringing the receptionist up, so I've got that kind of, you know, I can do that. Um, That Cold calling something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, like, even though, you know, someone watching this might not have that cold calling um, experience, but if you have a product that you believe in, then, you can definitely pick up the phone and try and sell it, you know, um, and uh, and yeah. So I had all these things, and I did that, and you know, I was calling up these businesses. And I said, "Hey, you know, what's uh, who's who's the person I need to talk to 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 book me?" Essentially, hmm. that's what it was. Um, I did uh, nursing home shows as well, which were great. Um, I loved it, um, and uh, you know, people say, "Oh, I won't ever do a nursing home show," or whatever, you know. If you're a magician watching this and you haven't done one, go do it because it's great. Um, you know, the, the stories you hear, you know, people talk to you, um, they need entertainment. So I just basically rang up the um, our nursing home. I got the receptionist. I said, right, who's your lifestyle coordinator? And she goes, oh, I'll put you through to them. Um, and uh, and I just told them about the show. And, you know, she's like, yeah, fantastic. Let's book it in. And I, I felt so good from that call. Um then I was like, I was on fire, I was, you know, bringing all these other nursing homes and, and because I knew I had a product that was great, um, yeah. they had a, they had a, pro- like the lifestyle coordinator had a problem, mm-hmm. I had a solution, so, um, uh, you know, they, because lifestyle coordinators, they need to find all these things that people need and, and I had the solution, so selling it to them was really easy, um, and, um, you know, bookings, uh, just came through, so, yeah, just sort of going off on a little bit. No, that's really good. Because it kind of makes, rather than waiting
0: for the opportunity to come to you, mm-hmm. you went out and found it. Because, mm-hmm. as you said, you've got the solution to people's problems, and like yeah. lifestyle coordinators, they do. Mm-hmm. They need to go through the mm-hmm. process of yeah. sifting through all the magicians, for instance, and all the entertainment that's out there. Yeah. Whereas you've now made their life so much easier Absolutely. by calling them up and yeah. going, mm-hmm. "Hey." I know you're looking for entertainment, mm. I'm here, Yeah, they're instantly going to go, oh, well, yeah. that saves me two days of looking for entertainment for this Christmas, Absolutely. oh, sweet, awesome, bless right.
1: him. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you're right, you know, the opportunities will not come knocking, you know, mm. um, you know, I'm not going to get a phone call from Channel 7 or whatever channel, Not. um... <laughs> it's okay, we're not sponsored by okay, anyone, right. so... Okay, Um okay. Uh, you know i know that they're not going to come to me and say hey have you got this and you know we we're looking for a magician to do so i've got to it's about going out there and just doing the stuff you've got to do the hard work and it's so rewarding when you've done it and you've you know as i said you know even if you sell candles um you know go out there find all these markets and everything cuz when the market's call you back and say yeah we'll love you uh, we'll love yeah. you to come and have a stool here, whatever, you feel so much better for doing that hard work. Um, and it's not work, really. Um, it's, uh, I don't call it work or a job mm. or whatever, because um, <laughs> it reminds me of my nine-to-five, about this is just a passion that I love doing. So, mm. um, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: So, a big thing from that is, mm-hmm. yeah, so take the leap yeah. and find the opportunities, because yeah. they're out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, so, that would be your main kind of points to get across to yeah. how to turn your purpose into mm-hmm. a career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. so what motivates you then during the difficult times so like obviously because <coughs> with yeah. any business so any business that we're work that we yeah. run there's good days and there's bad days mm-hmm. there's days where we will struggle to find work
1: but yeah. um, what motivates you through those times mm-hmm. so yeah you're right like I mean there's there's days that I sort of yeah there are some days I sort of dread you know um, even running a business you know I've got to mm-hmm. wake up and I've got to gonna do this you know so I mean I'm not always you know a big smiley face all the time because you know that's just weird but um (laughs) but like yeah I mean I have days as well where I like I get up and I go oh my god I still have to email like all these places you know Mm -hmm. um I spent two weeks um compiling a list of um uh um of of businesses that I had to call to you know book shows and these actually ranged from nursing homes, childcare centres, corporate events, um, and all these sort of stuff. I compiled this list. It took me two weeks, and it was the most draining thing ever, because I was sat there in front of a computer, and I was just like, oh my God. And each day I woke up, I'm like, oh my God, I, I just don't want to do this. Can I just get someone to do it for me? But I think the, the thing that got me through that was knowing that at the end of the day, I... I'm contacting these people um, because, again, um, they've got a problem and I've got a solution. So me, uh, kind of to me, it made me feel a little bit better, motivated Mm. me a little bit more, say, right, yeah, I know, because I know these people, they, uh, I don't know them, but um, it would be easier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like I knew, like lifestyle coordinators, the receptionist, you know, the poor receptionist had a job, she's doing 400,000 things. And then she's got to find, like, entertainment venues for their work party, their this, and, you know, they've got to find entertainment, they've got to make sure the food's right, they've got to do all this sort of stuff, and they've got to send out all the forms to employees and all this sort of stuff. But I knew that, um, although I had to compile this list, and it took, like, two weeks of my life, you know, Mm. um, I looked back and I was like, two weeks, that was nothing, really. Um, But, uh, you know, I was able to call them up and, um, you know, I knew I was able to, to, sell them a show and make their day a lot happier because they knew that they had one thing covered. Yep. Um, they knew that I was going to take care of everything, um, as far as the entertainment goes. And, um, yeah, and that's just what motivated me. Knowing the end result, um, pushed me to, to get through that. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. So <laughs> hey, Scott, if you could go back in
0: time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: Hmm. Well, I think, um, and I pretty much touched on this earlier, but, uh, um, you know, I'd probably go back and tell myself to take a risk a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, I've said this, I've I've worked a nine to five job and, you know, sitting there at the desk day in, day out, I kind of wanted to, to get out there and do what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. to make myself happy. Um, so I would basically go back, you know, maybe six years prior to that, even before starting that job, um, and say, look, you've got a game plan already, you know what you need to do, just go out there and do it. So, I would have, yeah, that's that's what I would have said. Fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so,
0: Scott, this is obviously a self-development uh, interview that we're doing. So, mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, growth and all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. I'm curious if you could share with our viewers and our listeners what, keeps you going through during the rough times and the hard times Mm.
1: yeah because i mean running your own business you can really get bombarded Mm. with lots and lots of stuff there's a lot more things to it you know these big companies have you know uh, different types of people working different sectors um that make everything run smoothly smoothly as it can be Whereas with yourself, it's just you, you know, you're doing the accounts, you're doing the marketing, you're doing the emails, you're doing the phone calls, you're mm. doing this, you're doing that, you're doing everything. It can get really on top of you. Um, for me, it's uh, it just comes back down to planning my day, uh, knowing exactly what I need to do and when. Um, today, for example, you know, I'm running from one thing to this and now I've got to run to something else mm. and that. Um, it's very very stressful but you know I know that you know I've planned my time I know what I need to do when I need to do it and uh, I know the end result and you know there's one thing that you know I've got like four different things that I have to do but I keep visioning this last thing you know I've got to, this is what I have oh, to the do. end result yeah, I've yeah. Got to, you know I'm visioning myself you know I've got to The last thing I've got to do today is I've got to go up to my grandparents' house, right? But I know when I'm driving home, that's it. You know, my day's over. I can relax. I can sit back. So it's kind of a little bit weird. But um, I just, every now and then, when I get, like, a little bit stressed, like, of all this stuff, I just think of that, me driving home. And it kind of just relaxes me. It just calms me down. And I I know that... um, that thing is going to come soon, yeah. eventually, after I've done all this other stuff. And I just, you know, relax it. That's not what yeah. I that's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. really cool. So yeah. just to clarify, so yeah. um,
0: <clears throat> if you've had a real busy day, yep. you at the beginning of that day, you kind of visualise yourself pretty much relaxing at the end of the exactly. day after a successful, yeah, uh, productive day. Exactly, yeah. So that makes that difficult, busy day, a lot yeah. easier to deal with. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Right. Think I, it? love, love, I love that idea. I'm definitely
1: yeah. that's something I'm going to mm. try. Copyright cool. it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's just, yeah, um, thinking of it now, you know, um, yeah, just... That is just really graphic. cool. That's yeah. a very unique... I've never had yeah. that before. That's oh, okay. really good. There you go.
0: There you go. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, Scott, what message do you want to get across with doing what you do? So, with your magic, with mm-hmm. your performance?
1: Yeah, cool. So, uh, good question. So, there's so many things I do want to get across, but the, the one thing that, um, really sticks out is, you know, growing up, there was a lot of, you know, there was family, there was teachers all saying that one thing, like, you can't do this, you need to go out and do, you know, get a real job, as it were. Um, and from a very young age, we're kind of essentially brainwashed. Mm. Um, into that sort of ritual you know get a degree get an office job go to school do this you know um, that sort of life pattern and it comes from people that also were brainwashed when they Mm. were younger you know it goes back and back and back and back Um, so I guess the message I want to get across and what I want people to do is that yes we're going to get those sort of things thrown at us it's just Mm. life but you know I want to show people that they can just take a step out of that life. Mm. And, um, you know, there's two paths, a dark path and a light path, right? Um, this isn't religious or anything, but, you know, people, a lot of people walk that dark path, you know, the nine-to-five job, the uni degree, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know, what they've mm. been brainwashed to do. And then there's those other people that just step over to the other path and, um, and do that. And so what I want to get across is that, you know, it can be done. You know, you can do what you want to do if there's a passion that you've got whether it be stamp collecting coin collecting whatever you know you've got enough expertise there you can take all those skills and apply them to to what you want to do so me me doing what i'm doing i'm showing people that it can be done and i was just a regular person you know there's nothing special about me um and uh Yeah, um, and I just had a game plan, and I'm just stuck to that game plan. So, you know, hopefully I'm an example to at least one of you. Um, And, uh, yeah, just, just, uh, yeah. Fantastic. That's that's
0: really good. Yeah. Um, So, just a one-sentence, take-home message. If everyone (laughs) in the world was tuning in right now, what would be the one-sentence message that you would give them?
1: Yeah, take a risk. Do what you want to do. Hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, Scott, uh, thanks so
0: much for coming on the show today. That's okay. Um, it's been really, really great to have you on board. It's <laughs> been a long day. It's been a long day. But we've <laughs> had a good laugh, <laughs> lots of good fun. Sure. Um, well, I mean, I have. I hope you're up too. Terrible. 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can tell. Don't want to come back. Um, but, Scott, where can people learn more about you? So, this is your opportunity just to give you a bit of a plug. hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Scott Suns Comedy Magician, um, send me a message, ask me questions, there's lots of videos on there as well, i uh, just recently completed a 30 day challenge where, um, each day for 30 days, um, I posted a magic trick and you can see all those videos on there as well, oh, so, cool. got any questions, ask away, um, yeah, how did that 30-day challenge go as well? I don't think we touched on that. Uh, it was good. It was literally... They don't call it a challenge for no reason. Yeah. Um, I went in there with, uh, you know, intentions of every day doing a trick, whether it be from a live show or just going, you know, and doing tricks to the camera. Um, there were so many obstacles as well. You know, I wanted... Also to go and film with businesses, and we did one as well. Yes, we did. Yeah. And um, and some businesses were you know, happy for the idea. Others were not so happy, so there was a quick change in things. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was really, like, a lot of uphill battles in that. But um, probably day 20, I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I'm just going to take one day off or something. Yeah. But, you know, just kept pushing through, and I'm um, really happy with the it. Results, so fantastic. It was yeah. great, it was great fun doing, um, but then obviously, there was a big business side um, mm. to that as well. So, um, my thoughts in that were uh, probably save for another video, mm. but, uh, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I got exactly what I wanted from it. So, fantastic, yeah. that's really good. Um, so, yeah, so you can check those videos out, there's some
0: great videos there. Mm. So, Scott Stuns um, Comedy Magician, Sorry. I'll put the link to the bio in the bio for this video as well. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I really do hope you get something out of this program. Please also share this with your friends and feel free to tag me on Instagram at more underscore mindful. If you have any questions at all, my inbox is always open and I would love to hear from you. I also have a free gift for you, as I mentioned at the beginning. I have created a mini ebook on stress and anxiety management and it is yours for free. All you have to do is send me an email at moremindfulservices at gmail.com and I'll send you the PDF. That's moremindfulservices at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening to my story and for being here with me. I hope you enjoyed the show. I look forward to going on this mindful journey of self-discovery together. Eckhart Tolle said, In today's rush, we all think too much, seek too much, want too much, and forget about the joy of just being, and how true that is. Have an amazing day, live your best life, and let's get more mindful. Please remember to subscribe, like, And sure. See you in the next episode. Bright lessons to you all.